This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm back with our road warrior, uh, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, brother. Good to be back from Texas. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before we dive into our topic for today, give us a little rundown of your couple stops there in, in Texas. I know you wrote a blog about it, but mm-hmm. some people might want to hear about it from your mouth. Well, I did, and there's another one coming out next week about it, but there were two major stops, one in Bryan, Texas, uh, with uh, some really great people down there. And uh, David Booth is pastor of discipleship in the church there, and he uh, was able to meet in his large uh, men's uh, group, and then was able to meet with a lot of the women and men in a, in a in a group session as well over dinner, and uh, so uh, just beautiful, wonderful people. He's a he's a beautiful, wonderful guy, and uh, uh, it's exciting to watch the journey taking hold down there, taking root. I'm always fascinated. Uh, it's never old to hear people uh, share their spiritual epiphanies, mm-hmm. things that they're already learning soon in the journey. Uh, and, this is uh, the first go-round right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah okay. I hadn't even gotten through it yet, but a lot of them were talking about the orphan spirit and how they recognize that. And of course, that's in the first series of Enlightened and, and other things, too. And mm-hmm. so getting their feedback, it just continues to reinforce to us that, you know, we were talking about it before. We hadn't changed in 21 years, have we? We still have the same thing that yeah. given then same approach same mm-hmm. same basic blueprint for the journey yeah, that's right right and i think that's why we have been so emphatic about protecting the dna because we felt like this was something that needed not to be changed mm. and and we've seen it uh, oftentimes with ministries that as they grow large they grow shallow mm-hmm. they they change their their dna to accommodate their growth and uh and what create what that how that values how that is a part of their great value of their mm-hmm. ministry and that is the growth uh, of, of its size. Right. But that's not our mission. Our mission is not in the growth of its size, but growth in the kingdom and helping people learn to walk with Jesus. That's that's our hardened mission right there. That's our DNA. And so when we are able to see it on trips like this, see that people I've never met, never met us, hmm. but they're connecting with the curriculum that God downloaded us and we've worked very hard to, to fine tune it to the point it's understandable, easier to use, et cetera, et cetera. And seeing that it's connecting like that without having to be face to face. In other words, working through the process and seeing the fruit come about it just continues to reinforce uh, why we're doing what we're doing. And how did it? How did uh, David Booth find it? And Bryan, Texas, is right near uh, Texas A&M. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. The college station is right there uh-huh. adjacent. Okay. And um, and it's a beautiful town, by the way, Bryan. A lot of nice people. But um, the David uh, somehow I think he was he was kind of web web uh, traveling. Mm-hmm. and came across uh, Nate Sweeney's abiding uh, 
church okay. uh, network. And he was intrigued because, as all as always be true, when the Lord uh, invites us in, he already begins a work. Mm -hmm. And there had already been a work going on there, knowing that there's something deeper that they were looking for. Yeah. And then when they met uh, Nate and saw the network and how it's working, how the church has committed discipleship and preaching to through discipleship as they lead people in discipleship, uh, is impacting greatly. Uh, that intrigued him, and in fact, it intrigued the whole staff. Mm. And so I, he was up here visiting uh, Nate, and I had lunch with him, and we hit it off. Mm -hmm. And um, he's a younger man, and and uh, and I certainly enjoy mentoring younger men and in his situation. I I sensed his heart, and uh, and it's good. Mm -hmm. And so he invited me to come back and have a speak to both congregations last fall. Oh, that's right. Uh, before they would launch uh, journey groups. And so it was a pleasure doing that. And that's where it got started. Okay. Okay. And then uh, you traveled up back up north come on your way home through Frisco. So, yeah, uh, right. And of course, you know, with Michael. Dallas and Elizabeth are there, and Michael's our regional director. Mm -hmm. And that is a newly formed region in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's right. And um, we had a we had a, a, a dinner with mostly guides, and uh, and again they're they're showing so much passion and excitement about the journey and about mainly about their their relationship with Jesus, what it's what's happened in their life. And they, ha and they see the vision of how it can greatly multiply and, and not only multiply wide, but, but more than that, multiply deep. Mm. And I think that since Michael began this in that church, I think almost 400 people have gone through the journey mm -hmm. is what he said. And a lot of those were guides, which means reproduction. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing that I'm encouraged about is that that ministry is getting ready to be expanded uh, outside of the church he's been operating in and mm -hmm. it's going to seed in other churches and as you know in other regions where we have had a home base that started small in a in a particular church and it outgrows it and it's birthed outward it generally is able to um, uh, meet the needs of a lot of other churches who are mm -hmm. looking for discipleship help for their people mm -hmm. and you know and of course that's our mission is to is to help well, and I'm thinking about the prayer of Jabez, which mm -hmm. was very popular back in the 90s, you know, because uh, Bruce Wilkinson wrote that book about mm -hmm. the little prayer out of numbers. Oh, yeah. Bless me, O Lord, expand my territory. Well, Michael, you know, he just thought, I'm just going to, this is going to be a great tool for my men's group at my church. Mm -hmm. And then it got started getting, he started realizing this is a bigger than just one church. Yeah. And then we started thinking about Frisco. Because yeah. Frisco is a huge suburb, if you will, oh, in the yeah. Dallas and getting, Metroplex. Getting bigger. Getting bigger. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys are headquartered there. The mm -hmm. PGA is headquartered there. I mean, but anyway, but when it all was said and done, God said, no, it's bigger than that. Influencers DFW, Influencers mm -hmm. Dallas-Fort Worth. So uh, I think we're about to see a, a big launch out in that area. Yeah, and you know, my, my thoughts on that, in fact, I wrote about it today in the blog, is that I've, I've watched this happen. Uh, often that before uh, anything we've done has gone large, mm -hmm. it's always gone deep and small. Right. If God builds a foundation that's really built on people that have a 
a sincere passion for him and an understanding at a heart level with our own person, mm. what we're doing, how the journey works, how the journey reproduces, reproduces and, and why it's so vitally important to keep it pure. Mm. And that has been the foundation that's been established before the stru- superstructure on top of it is built. Right. That's and right. I think the foundation has been built down there. Mm-hmm. And I think now God's going to build on the foundation. When we were talking about uh, areas where where it took off, it kind of had a, a quick start, mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden it kind of fades fades out for a little bit, you know. And and it, even in those cases, it's like time to start small, go deep, pray big, get yeah. back to the basics, yeah. just start a journey group. You know? you know, we're we're part of something very mysterious when we're following the Holy Spirit, and we we can't predict what's going to happen. Um, and there are, there are hot spots of the Holy Spirit's activity that's just unmatched yeah. in, in other areas. And then there are some that just struggle and still keep going and keep going. And discipleship is, is hard. It's messy when you mm-hmm. do it right. And uh, some people get discouraged. But then when you start seeing after time, you start seeing these people that have been helped and they find that treasure of the universe, then you can't stop them. Mm. And see, that's the foundation that's being built there. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it seems slow. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, and, but I do believe this. I do believe if we will seek him and if we seek to have that intimate relationship with him, he, he will let us find him. Yeah. And if we feel a, compa- a passion for our area, whether it's our church or our city, or our business, uh, our family, that if we will come to him saying, what do I do? Here I am. I am yours. Show me how I can serve. Hmm. He will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I loved it when Michael, I was there with you. Mm -hmm. I I, I joined you up there at Frisco. But uh, when Michael said you early in the process that you two went to lunch at a crowded restaurant in the Frisco area, and you said, look at all these people. You know what they all have in common? And he was like, what? And you said, they all need an intimate abiding relationship with Christ, whether they know it or not. (laughs) I believe that. I believe when I walk in the room, I know them. I've got the answer for what they're looking for. Yeah. And uh, now how can God use me to get to them so I can share that message? Mm -hmm. Now, you have to start there. If you really believe what you've got is going to help, whomever you are meeting with or encouraging or friends with, then, then you've got to share it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you got to be wise about it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's a basically a concept of the way we see him, but the concept of the way he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he shows us how he looks and how he is when we're able to dive deeply into the scriptures that explain his characteristics and his heart. Mm-hmm. And when we get to know him, we find the truth. And then when we find the truth, we find the truth that is needed for everybody, not just ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're making me think of uh, something I read just this morning. And of course, I won't be able to find it right here in the middle of the podcast. But basically, Jesus was talking about sending the spirit. I'm sending you the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And he said everything... God has, he's given to me. 
mm-hmm. and everything I have, I've given to you, to you through the Spirit, basically. So He's given it to us through the Spirit, you know. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's His job to bring the truth, and it's as guides or as leaders in this ministry, our job is just to try to get them close to the Spirit, so He can reveal the truth to them. Let's hang out on that just a second. Yeah. Okay. Because. I don't think we really understand the capacity of the Holy Spirit within us. Mm. Because when we when we receive Jesus into our life, actually we have the Holy Spirit who is deposited in our life. He lives in us. He abides in us. Mm-hmm. He begins to abide in us from the time that he comes into our life. And the other part of abiding is us, us abiding in him, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that as we began to abide in him, more of him is unleashed mm. in our life. More of the persuasiveness, more of the of, of the dynamics of what it means to have Lord God Almighty walking with us and in us and directing our life. I do believe that we are positioned to, to have more of him expressed in our world around us if we will make it our intention to move toward him yeah more closely and uh, in in a high priority that's called fruit mm-hmm. it's the fruit of the relationship we have with him and so I think that's what changes us and it changes our world around us well I was I was reading when I was reading it him talking about calling him the spirit of truth it was just kind of hitting me because I I've been troubled lately about people in my life that I feel like are, are deceived mm-hmm. even people in my own family I feel like they're deceived yeah. and confused and but they don't even know it really necessarily you know they just they they if you don't know the truth that you know you just you you believe in you a don't lie. have a baseline you don't have a baseline yeah, yeah. And, and and it's like and I think to those of us who feel like the Holy Spirit has enlightened us, you know, you feel like it's so obvious, you know, but then, so it's frustrating, but then if you get real vocal about that, it can be like you're condemning or you're judging people or, you know, and so I, cause I get real passionate about it, you know, yeah. and, I, and I have to kind of watch myself cause I, it could come off the wrong way, yeah. especially with somebody who's sensitive or, you know, whatever, you know, so. Yeah. I made that mistake many times. Uh, and that's why I've, I've, you know, I came across a little quote I love. It said, I've said many things that I've regretted, but I never regretted something I chose not to say. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I think slowing down words mm-hmm. and speeding up passion, compassion, mm-hmm. and love, and uh, patience, speeding those up, slowing down our words. Those other acts tend towards speaking greatly, mm. especially when it's in our heart. It needs to be expressed. You know, a big smile, good smile, tears. Mm. I mean, a hug, mm-hmm. a handshake, just warmth, uh, encouragement, which is what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this, uh, these are things that transfers what's going on in our heart to somebody else. Yeah. That's Jesus working his way to the surface of our life. Yeah. Well, and, and I was feeling like maybe the best thing I can do sometimes is just pray for that person, mm-hmm. that, that, that they would find the spirit of truth. You know, that they, and it might be someone else, especially if you're talking about someone who's real close to you, it might be need to be somebody outside of you yeah. that God will bring across in their path, you know, because yeah. you're just too 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 familiar, too, too close, whatever. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we were... Uh, 
<laughs> we can talk about all sorts of stuff, but uh, we were thinking this morning that we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, I was in my journey group in the final session mm-hmm. on spiritual warfare, right. getting the guys ready for, you know, hey, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be, it's going to be a battle. Just know that. Yeah. Especially if you decide you're going to make it your purpose to go make disciples, mm-hmm. to abide and to go make disciples. Just know that you're going to have an enemy and it's not going to be easy. And I, and I was thinking of this verse uh, at the very beginning of Joshua. And because it was, you know, Moses in this case, Moses has just died and, uh, and God was getting Moses ready for it and telling Moses to tell Joshua, Hey, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be with you. But this is God speaking to Joshua. And here's what he says. Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore arise and go, uh, and go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land I'm giving to them, the people of Israel. Every place the sole of your feet will tread upon, I've given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and as in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I just thought, I love that speech oh, yeah. that God gave Joshua. And he says, be strong and courageous like three times. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wants yeah. to make sure he understands that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I guess we wanted to camp out on the word courage because it's the root word of encourage. It's the root word of discourage. Um, and so let's talk about that for just a minute. What What is courage, Rocky? From uh, what point of view? <laughs> from, well, the, yeah. from the world's point of view, they say Rambo or, you know. Braveheart. Yeah, uh, some boisterous person, yeah. you yeah. know. Uh-huh. Uh, but from God's point of view, I think courage is more than that. I think there is a deep sense of loyalty to him. I think it's a deep sense of of fearlessness. And what is fearless? It doesn't mean without fear. It just means less fear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we go into a battle and not realize the consequences that could happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fear death, but you have less fear of it because of the courage that God gives you is rooted in a permanency with him mm. and not limited by this life. Uh, most of the courage that we see is uh, uh, exemplified as in the movies and that's fake. Mm-hmm. That's fake courage. Um, real courage is on the battlefield when we see a lot of these soldiers that are willing to give up their lives and do the things that they're doing to protect their, their, their comrades in arms. We see courage by firefighters. We see public servants with courage, first responders, police, courage. And we do see bystanders oftentimes that are courageous, that'll step into it. But courage is, is, is 
from, from the point of view that I think God would have us be courageous, it's not boisterous. It's a, I think the phrase tender warrior is a really good way to look at the courageous man or woman of God. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm thinking about things that you've said before from a from kind of a football perspective, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you don't just go out onto the field and you're ready, you know, and, and you, you're you don't have courage and confidence going on. the and, and if you haven't done any training, if you haven't done any practice. Yeah. But because you've done the stuff in the trenches when nobody was watching, when there was no audience, when there was no one in the stands, because you were disciplining yourself and all that, then you had courage when you you might still be a little afraid, but but you had a lot more confidence and courage. Yeah. And I think the same would hold too for a, a soldier who's been, you know, on the battlefield or or wherever. And 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 this verse I just read, he mentions talking about being in God's word, being in the in scriptures. I think the more that we're abiding and in scriptures and more in prayer and with the spirit, I think that gives us courage yeah. in the day of battle, right. don't you think? Oh, of course. And I think that that's what God was saying to Joshua there. This book of law shall not part your lip. You should meditate on it day and night. Right. Uh-huh. So why should he meditate? It's to lodge it deeply in his memory. It becomes part of him. Mm-hmm. Now, now, believe me, he's going to need that a few weeks later. Mm-hmm when he was given the battle plan for taking down Jericho. That's right. And that battle plan was bizarre. Talk about it. Well, you know, uh, you think about the Jericho, a lot of people don't understand that those walls around that thing were so high and thick that there's no way possibly anybody could get through. I mean, that was their reputation. This is impenetrable. Mm-hmm. And they knew it. It's what they felt. So, you know, what do you do? If you're Romans, you go build ramparts. You, you know, you'd have all kinds of stuff that would try to break those walls in. And they're saying, can't do it. But uh, the battle plan for Joshua was to walk around the city several times, mm-hmm. several days, mm-hmm. and don't do anything. And then on the last day, walk around it seven times and blow the horns and the walls fall down. Now go in. That's the battle plan. He had to come back and tell the people. Mm. And I, I guarantee you, Joshua had to have courage to share that battle plan. That's right. And then those people, those Israelites, had to have courage mm. to follow it. But keep in mind now, they had just spent 40 years in the wilderness learning faith and courage. Mm. Their forefathers had died in the wilderness because they did not have faith mm. and courage. There were only two people that had the faith and the courage to go in to the promised land. And that was the only two that were going in. Mm. And that's Joshua and Caleb. That's right. Everybody else died Mm. because they did not have the faith and trust and courage to take the land. Mm. Those men said, oh, we can take it. (laughs) Why can we take it? Because God's with us. And so now they're finally going into the promised land. Their courage was... Well, rewarded. Mm. And their courage, I think, uh, reproduced courage. And that's what happens. I think when you're around a courageous person, you tend toward the cur- his courage or his her courage is kind of an osmosis thing. It kind of transfers. And if you had a, a courageous mom or dad in your life and you've seen them, you, you've, you've seen it modeled, 
and it becomes a standard for you. Now, I will say this about my old football days, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of pseudo-courage. The mm-hmm. uh, best way to say it is, is fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it did help uh, preparing. It did help strengthening. It did help, you know, all of the things that you do to prepare for a game. It did help your courage, but there's always some fear. Fear of failure. Fear of dropping a pass. Fear of messing up and somehow and having thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of fans watching on TV see it. So you, <laughs> your courage is kind of shaky when you're playing ball, and a lot of people don't want to admit it. Ball players don't want to admit that. Mm. And I think that's the kind of courage the world is. It's, it's a little bit pseudo. It's, it's, it's it, at its heart. It's 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 shaky. It's dependent on success. And if you're not, you don't have the success. That courage goes to discouragement. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where the courage that I think that God is wanting us to have, evidenced by what He said to Joshua, is the courage is because of their relationship with Him. Mm. David, King David, or Shepherd David at the time, is an example of great courage. But was it because he was courageous or is it because he knew God was faithful? Mm. And that faithfulness of God gave him the internal courage, the internal fortitude to know that all will be well because I'm following him. This is the courage that God wants us to have, not courage in ourselves. Mm but courage in him. Mm. That's the difference. Well, and I, I feel like the world we live in, there's no such thing as truth. You know, back to this idea of truth and all that, I think it's like- They any, tell you that. Anything goes, you know, there's no truth. Yeah, you they know. tell you it's- you, you decide what the truth no is. No absolutes. Yeah. And I, I think we believe that's not true. It's we, not we, true. We're, we're submitting to the truth, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, that takes courage. Because yeah. you'll be mocked, you'll be ridiculed, you'll be you'll be accused of being judgmental or mm-hmm. or a hater or you know whatever if you if you're trying to stand for the truth. Well, two thousand years ago, Jesus says that that I am the narrow gate and and it leads to a, a very difficult road, mm-hmm. and few therein go there because mm-hmm. wide is the path to destruction, narrow is the path to heaven. It's always been that way. And uh, those who are on the broad path, they, they can't see the value of the narrow path. But those who are on the narrow path understand the destruction of the wide path. Mm. And they get, it gives us courage. Mm. Even though it goes against the norms out there. And you know, we're always having to check out how we see ourselves. And I'm not going to let People tell me I'm a racist because I believe something or I'm this or because I believe something or I'm this, that, and the other. Because that's political rhetoric. They're just trying to maneuver votes. It's all that is. It's not truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is, what, do you, what are we really that way? Mm. I mean, in reality, are we that way? And if we are, then that's between us and God to deal with it, to mm-hmm. do something about it. Because I can guarantee you, if we're going to have a relationship with him, he's not going to want that in our life. Yeah, yeah. At all. And that's where we need to get people. If they're concerned about racism or or, or insensitivity to 
uh, poor people or all the other things that, that, that seems to be contentious out there. The answer is found in Jesus mm -hmm. because Jesus gives us a heart to love, yeah. a heart to accept, right. a heart to give a, a hand. And uh, you can't drive that agenda politically. It has to be driven in the heart. And it's that's where courage to do something that will make the difference is is found. Hmm. Is it is in the relationship with Jesus? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the scene in your journey in the inner chamber when the guy comes out of the inner chamber and then he's got the armor on. Yeah, he didn't have it before. He was a learner, and then he he's yeah. ready to go out and go find a refugee and go help change the world. Yeah, and you know, uh, Brian, uh, not to steal the thunder, but if you fast forward it to beyond the inner chamber. Mm -hmm. Remember what you saw when that influence or that armor went out? He radiated a light mm -hmm. from within. Yeah. You know why? Because he had been given the heart of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's the heart of Jesus when we come into that abiding relationship. He takes away our old heart. He gives us a new heart. And then he leads us to the desires of our heart. Mm. It's a beautiful journey he takes us on. Well, and I, and I love your picture in Beyond the Inner Chamber of the guy looking at the mountain and seeing all the people that are coming up the mountain because of his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a picture of if he's not faithful, if he's not obedient, if he's not courageous, right. it all goes backwards. That's right. And, and I've been thinking about who will suffer if I'm not obedient? You know, or who will suffer if I'm not courageous? You know, and it's usually people that you love. I mean, people right around you yeah. or, or people God wants to use you to help bring along. Yeah. And that's your assignment. Yeah. Well, you know, we know the generational effect of sin. Yeah. Right? Right. It's visited to the next generation. But I do believe the, gener uh, the, the blessing of courage and faithfulness and integrity, mm -hmm. uh, honor, honesty, all of these are found in the relationship with Christ, I think they're also visited to the next generation beyond. Mm. Because we do leave a legacy of good. That's what Jesus said to the disciples uh, in, in John 15, I think 11 or 12, something like that. He said, uh, I chose you, you didn't choose me. And mm. I chose, I pointed you uh, to, to bear a fruit and a fruit that would remain in other words, it'll be a legacy. That fruit will continue on after he's gone, after they're gone, and after you and I are gone. Mm. If we are making disciples and we're showing them what to do according to what Jesus said, mm. the legacy will remain. Right. The fruit will reproduce. We will continue to see the effect. This world will see the effect of a life that walks with Jesus long after we're gone. Mm. And honestly, a lot of people won't even know it, who it came from. <laughs> but does it matter? Mm -mm. No, no. Well, that's good stuff. I think our time's up, Rocky. Thank you for uh, camping out here with me. Um, and I'll, I'll remind everybody the last line of that, that verse. Um, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I love that part because no matter what's going on, we need to remember he's with us. He'll now, you said us. the word, remember. That's right. Remember he's with you. That's where, that's where we get shaky if we forget it. Yeah. You want to have your courage at all times. Remember. Yeah, that's right. Good job. 
Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, uh, and we do these once a week to just try to encourage you all out there. And uh, we know from any given week, anybody can be discouraged uh, from all sorts of things. So, uh, so we just pray a blessing over all of you out there, especially all of you who are finishing the journey, your, especially your first journey group, and you're trying to figure out what comes next. Uh, we hope that you'll have the courage to go live out the life God wants you to live and, and go make disciples. So uh, anyway, you can check our website out and find out all sorts of information about what's going on with the ministry. Uh, we have blogs on there. We've got other podcasts that you might have missed. We've got uh, devotionals and all sorts of information for guiding journey groups and all that. So influencers.org is where you can find all that. So anyway, uh, my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.